And here's an ad from our sponsors. Have you ever heard about Anchor? Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> I had a boo-boo for a moment right there in the intro, but you know, we here in Be Fearless Podcast, we just roll with it. And today I bring you the queen of the refrain, my friends, the one and only Carol Boston. Hi, Carol. Welcome. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> uh, me too. I am so excited for having you here. I've been expecting this interview for a while because you publish your story in this amazing book that we will talk about it later and i read your story and i loved it i love your story so much it's, you're so inspiring and i can't wait for my audience to hear about you and all about you so well, let's you. start from where you from what was your dream as you were growing up and where are you right now <laughs> I'm from, I was originally born in Texas, but I've been in Fort Lauderdale, Florida for 34 years. When I was very young, I thought I was going to be a neurosurgeon. How about that? Wow. I really did. <laughs> I, I, truly, I loved it. I read books on it. Um, I actually ended up playing tennis collegiately and professionally, but I played at LSU and I thought, I was on scholarship and it was great. And I really still thought about going to med school, but we missed so much class time because we traveled to play all these tournaments that I couldn't do it. Okay. Um, then I ended up in uh, corporate America in sales for over 26 years, very successfully for Fortune 100 companies. And now I'm the CEO of a fast growing coaching business called Carol Boston Coaching. Yes, I love it. I love it. But I love also how everything traveled throughout that period of being incorporated all the way through when you become this amazing coach. I want the audience to hear all because let me tell you one thing, uh, just like hearing your story and how you went through every phase, you know, in your life and you overcome every single obstacle and everything, a single test that, you know, went your way. Uh, I, I think you are so inspiring. People need to hear this story. So tell us how you went, how, how, how you lost that job in corporate. Mm. What happened? I had been there 26 years, right? I'd walked the stages, gotten the awards. I'd sold over $70 million in revenue, managed the people. I thought I had it made, right? I could do this in my sleep until the day I got that phone call. And they told me they were cutting my territory by 80%. I'm like, wow. 80% I've been building this territory for six and a half years. 
Well, didn't have to tell me twice. I thought they were setting me up to fail. Now, I was a weird salesperson. I love corporate structure and I'm a rule follower. Not true for most salespeople. And, but a friend whispered in my ear about an opportunity at a really small company. So uh, I don't know what I don't know. So off I went on the interview. They interviewed me twice, gave me the job, doubled my base salary plus commissions, gave me a director title. I could just see the potential, right? So there I was six weeks into the job. I was on vacation. I had negotiated that vacation up front because it was already paid for. Now I was doing what I thought at the time was being a good employee. Trust me, Dagmar, I don't advocate this for my clients anymore, but I was staying in touch with my boss, the CEO, while I was on vacation and I got an email and it asked my opinion on something. And so I replied right back and I waited because he usually replied right back. So we went out and we enjoyed our day. It was 12 hours later. Ding, there goes my phone. Carol Boston, you've got mail. And here's what it said. It said, Carol, comma, that's what you really think. And it had five question marks behind it. Then it said, don't come into this office on Monday. When your vacation is over, you're done here. What? I just got fired in an email? I don't get fired. <laughs> what? I love that. I don't get fired. <laughs> I came back to Florida from that vacation and I had an interview the very next day. And I was flown all over this country, sometimes three and four interviews deep. And I thought, how ironic that I could sell $70 million worth of business for somebody else and I can't close a deal to get myself a job. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did this for so many months, I depleted my 401k. Wow. Now, my next book coming out is going to be called, You Can't Read the Label When You're Inside a Jar. And we're all in a jar. Yes. And that's where I was. And in my jar at the time, I was a buttoned up corporate salesperson. I needed to get a job. Faith is my foundation. So that's where I always go. And there I was in my prayer time. And I'm like, God, I really was yelling that day. <laughs> like, like that I mean, who would have been yelling that day? Like, God, like, oh, why? <laughs> Beth, I didn't say why. I just said, look. You created me. You know I'm not cut out to be an entrepreneur. I do not want to own my own business. You got to help me find a good job. Two weeks to the day from that prayer, out of the blue, I get an email from a woman who I met one time out of town at a conference. She and I must have talked maybe 30 minutes. Dagmar, she gifted me a $3,500 ticket to go to Los Angeles to go to Guerrilla Business School. Now, I tell people my God has a sense of humor because Guerrilla Business School was a foundational school for entrepreneurs. After I just told him I wasn't cut out to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is why I love so much your story. <laughs> I, like he, he didn't, he wasn't listening or something, right? So I figured I don't know what I don't know. And then what I'm doing isn't working. So off I go to Los Angeles. And that began the change of everything. This was in May of 2015. And that was the first thing I learned is that you can't read the label when you're inside a jar and we're all in a jar. And I learned that because I learned about empowering questions and I was amazed at their power. So I was determined. I've been working for six years to master them. I studied with the best um, and I began studying leadership. I've always been in personal leadership. When I look back at what it took to get that tennis scholarship, when even my father didn't believe in me because I didn't start playing tennis till I was 15. I started very late. 
when I look back at how I then stepped into leadership at LSU and became team captain and played number one for three years, right? So it's always, so I studied with John Maxwell. I studied with Michael Eisner, Lisa Nichols, uh, Nirka, all these people. Guess what I was still doing? I was still hunting for a job. I was in my jar. So <laughs> fast forward to uh, the fall of 2017. Mm-hmm. And I still had three, I still saw myself as a salesperson. I had three services that I was trying to sell into corporations, very unique services and as an independent consultant into corporate America. And I was getting my second coaching certification. Okay. It was with Christian Michelson. And there's about, he's a multimillionaire coach to coaches. That's all he does is he coach coaches. So uh, we're on the call with about a hundred people. We're graduating. And he goes, Carol, you're a sales coach. I said, I don't want to be a sales coach. And he goes, it's the hottest niche with the fewest good coaches. And you are really good. I said, I don't want to be a sales coach. He kind of sighs. He goes, okay, Carol, what do you want to do? And I said, my ideal client knows and accepts that they are 100% responsible for their experience of life. This man groaned so loudly. He went, oh my God, personal development, Carol, that sounds like work. Nobody's paying for work. He said, sell, sell them what they want and give them what they need. Now, I just told you, I'm a rule follower. That sounds like bait and switch to me. Mm-hmm. It took me two years to understand that, right? It took me two years to understand that. And then once I did, so many things began to change and grow in my business. So I, in December of that same quarter, there I was, Nova Southeastern University, trying to sell my services. Oh. So... We're walking back across campus and this lady stops. And I'm going to preface this story with saying, telling your audience that sometimes, sometimes you have to trust in someone else's vision for you until you can believe it for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's how I got a scholarship. It's how I went from Dallas, Texas to Miami to a sales job. It's how I became a professional speaker. So there we were. And she stops and she looks me up and down and she says, I know what I'm going to do for you. I said, what? She goes, I'm going to hire you. I said, to do what? She said, to speak. I said, to speak. She goes, literally, she goes, don't give me that bullshit. You're a speaker. And I said, who am I going to speak to? She says, I'm going to put you in front of 55 to 60 of the top HR people in the biggest corporations in all of South Florida. I thought, oh my God. Wow. I'm in the frying pan. Now this is December the 9th. I said, when am I going to do this? She said, March. March. I'm in the fire now. March. How long am I talking for? She said, nine. I go, 90 minutes? Are you kidding me? She says, don't give me that. Send me your CV and your fees. I'm thinking my fees? I'm going to get paid to speak my very first time? <laughs> oh, my God. So all of these top HR people were coming in because they were getting credits, CEU credits, right? Mm -hmm. So it just so happened that I was in a new office at the time and I met a lady who helps me create my workshops, she's a content writer. And I met another lady who was in HR as well. So I'm like, it had to pass all these certification rules and it had to go up to Sherm and to HRIS and all these people. Well, as God would have it, it didn't happen in April or March. It got pushed back to August. 
Now, on August 2nd, I actually gave my very first workshop at Kaiser University a week before Nova Southeastern. And the lady that eventually said yes to hire, uh, to hire me at Kaiser gave me the hardest time. My content writer kept saying, just tell her no. She's taking up, she'd say, oh, I don't know if you're right for our audience, da, 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 right? So Lori said, the very, the, very, the very lady that hired you that said that she was going to hire you. No, no, this is a different lady. Different so lady. lady. Okay. This is um, the one at Nova. The lady that said she's going to hire me. That was August the 9th. And I got this other gig for August the 2nd to do a different workshop, 90 minute workshop. Okay. This is the one giving me all kind of crap. And so I said, there's no way I'm going to a paid gig and never having done one of these before. There's no way. Uh -huh. So this is important. So off I go to Kaiser, I get the gig and I do the 90 minutes and I come back and I start working on my workshop for Nova. We get to Nova at about a quarter seven in the morning. Two of my BFFs were with me to help me set up and everything. It was a breakfast and there was another lady that was going to speak before me. She had so many PhD degree things behind her name. It was like, oh my gosh. And they told me that they paid her more money than me because she had written a book. So we walk into the room and there's this man with this booming voice and he goes, Carol Boston, really loud. And I look up <laughs> and the lady who hired me looks at him and she goes, you know, Carol, he says, she's the only reason I'm here. I thought, oh my God, what pressure, what pressure. <laughs> he and I had worked together at AT&T for 10 years during the nineties, during the nineties. And so I decided I would go up and help the first speaker get set up. And so I did. And she said, so Carol, how long have you been on the circuit? I said, what circuit? She goes, the speaking circuit. I said, oh, I'm not supposed to tell you. She goes, why? And I said, last week was my first one and today's my second one. <laughs> She looked, I love it. <laughs> she, looked at me, she looked at me like I had lost my mind, right? So she's up there doing her thing. And let's just say she totally lost the room. She did. She lost the room. I won't tell you all the comments and everything. It's not necessary. So I went out and I went to the restroom and I'm out in the back and I'm stretching, getting ready for my turn. And the lady who hired me, Dagmar, comes up and grabs me by the shoulder. She's in my face. She goes, you are going to increase the energy in the room, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just concerned there's not enough time for all my content. That's what we want. Content. You're not going to use those damn slides, are you? No, no, no. No slides. We're good. No slides. Forget our presentation. Just, just speak. <laughs> no, no, no I, didn't, I didn't even take slides to begin with because what I've learned as a speaker, especially when you're doing live events, is that I use those white flip charts because what I can do is I can ask people questions. I can board their questions and, and their names so they feel heard. Mm -hmm. and it offers up more engagement. I've never used slides. I'm going to use them. So it's my turn. There I go. Now, here's a big, big first lesson I learned as a professional speaker. Make your own time cards. This lady said, oh, I'll keep your time. I told her when I needed none. Okay, she, okay. Dagmar, she wrote them in a, in a regular like pen like this. And she's halfway across the room. So the first time she holds one up, I go, oh, I can't read that. Right there in front of everybody. I can't, I can't read that. And she tells me how much time it is. And I was like, hmm. So I got everybody involved in an exercise. And I went over to her and I go, look, I have more time than that. We started 15 minutes late. 
She goes, oh yeah, okay, I'll change the time cards. When it comes time for my second time card, she's at the back of the room, standing next to my BFF <laughs> who's filming. Now everybody's laughing with me. I'm like, I can't read that far. Make your own time cards, folks. Um, and she, I, they both spoke at the same time. And I thought they said three minutes. I thought to myself, three minutes. I said, give me four and I'll wrap this up. Wrap it all up. Everybody's stepping up, clapping, clapping, clapping. She makes a beeline and gets in my ear. She says, we didn't say three minutes. We said 30 minutes. Sit them down and teach them something. True story. As I was like, folks, this is freaking amazing. This is awesome. We get to have Q&A. Everybody's <laughs> Everybody sit back down. Well, you know, you reframe that very well because yes. everything can be solved with a QA. Yes. <laughs> if there's no better feeler than a QA. That's right. <laughs> sit back down. We did it. You can give me your best challenges. We'll reframe them, blah, blah, whatever. And so um, I will tell you, and it was a God thing because in that 30 minutes, I felt it and I had other people who knew me who actually had heard me speak the weeks before at Kaiser come up to me and say, you were so in your element in that 30 minutes of teaching. And one of the things I say when I'm speaking, I'll say, well, that's a writer downer. And right. So there I am in the Q and a portion and I drop some golden nugget. And this lady in the front row goes, is that another writer downer? I'm like, yeah, that's another writer downer. Right. So we finished this up and there was a lady there, this tall German lady, and she had been at Kaiser the week before. And she comes up and I'm kind of looking up at her. And she says, just like this, deadpan German, right? She goes, Carol, you were good last week at Kaiser. That's what she did. And she paused and I don't know what to think. She goes, you were effing amazing today. I'm like, oh, good. <laughs> but here's the thing, folks, about trusting in someone else's vision for you. People were coming up and asking for my business card or whatever. And this lady comes up and she says, do you have a card? And I said, yes, I do. She said, my name is so-and-so and I'm vice president of human resources for American Express. I want you to give this talk to my people. And I said, do you have a card? And she said, no. Now, you know, I'm a salesperson. Mm -hmm. Salesperson's job is to what? Follow up. I'm like, you sure you don't have a card? She goes, you'll hear from me. I thought, mm, probably not. A month later, she called me. And that led to six paid speaking engagements inside American Express in 2019. Fantastic. Trusting in someone else's vision for me. It was amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing story. And I love it. I mean, obviously, when, when, when people will read your chapter... Um, you talk about, you know, some other things that also, you know, happen alongside with all the things that you just told us today. Uh, but we don't have time to cover all that. Uh, but everything, it, it's so amazing to see how you, how you, um, use every event into your advantage. And I love that. I love that. So what will be like the, let's say like the three top tips or recommendations that you will tell our audience to kind of like, you know, take those events or anything that happened in your life towards your advantage. The first thing I would tell you is that nothing happens to you. Everything happens for you. And you have to choose to believe that. And you must own what you're choosing. 
because only when you own that you're choosing certain things can you then make a different choice. Powerful. Do we have time for a quick client story on that? Oh, yeah. Had a client in my office. His name was Reggie. He'd be happy if I told you his whole name because he wants the exposure. And it was January 2019. And for six minutes, Dagmar, six minutes, he was stand up, sit down, F-bomb the wife and her company, F-bomb the kids and the cable. He was just pissed. He was F-bomb his own employees. Six minutes. And I calmly sat there and I just said, Reggie, just say I choose. He kept going, six minutes. I just said, say I choose. Finally, he was so angry. He was shaking. He goes, okay, Carol, I choose. I stood up, gave him a high five. I said, that's awesome. Now that you own that you're choosing this, you can choose something differently going forward, can't you? He kind of looks at me. He sits down, gave him homework. Two weeks later, he comes in dressed in a business shirt and for the first time. It was incredible the change. He goes, here's the homework for the wife and her company. Here's the homework for the kids and the budget. Here's, it was incredible. Now, every, before every session with my clients, um, and I don't even, we, we got to talking about speaking, but I'm a business leadership coach, right? I help people accelerate results. And so they fill out a prep form that they send me 24 hours in advance. We hit the ground running every time we get together. I don't want to waste time in stories. I really am relentless to make sure my clients get good results. So this one day he doesn't do it. But he comes in and I'm the give you a hug, shake your hand, girl. So I gave him a big hug, sat him down. And I, I want your audience to really listen to what I asked him. Because most people would have said, why didn't you send me that form? Right? Write this down. This is a writer downer. An empowering question never starts with the word why, ever. Why brings in defensiveness, which brings in the ego, which brings in emotions. And we all know when emotions go up, intelligence goes down. True for every, every human being. So I said, hey, Reggie, I was looking for this form this morning. I couldn't find it. You know what he did? He sat up in his chair. He looked at me, he goes, I chose not to send it. <laughs> I love it. True story. I don't make this stuff up. True story. And so I didn't ask him why. I said, what compelled you? I was testing him because I also teach my clients that you don't owe people a story, right? So I said, what compelled you to make that choice? And he started to give me a story. Then he stopped himself. He goes, nope, that's just a story and excuse. I chose. I said, great. And you can choose differently going forward. Yes. And he said, yes. And for the next six months, he never missed a week. There's power in choice when you own what you're choosing. And every time we blame the COVID or the weather or our boss or our husbands or our kids, we give up our power. Mm -hmm. And the third thing I would tell you, I may have already told you three, I'm going to give you one more, is that you got to just take the next step. I believe that God only gave me a lamplight for my feet because I need to just trust in the process and take the next step. And that's what I've been doing. I mean, who knows, maybe one day I'll come back and tell the story that you haven't heard about how God has seen fit for me to move nine times in the last 18 months and still focus on growing a business. Definitely. We'll bring you back on that one because I have heard, I have heard to speak about that. And I, I mean, I'm amazed because um, it's been a process <laughs> and it I love, is. I love the story. I love um, all the things that I, I could learn from your, your um, process. So it, it's been amazing and so inspiring and you are so inspiring. So that's why I'm Thank so you. grateful for having you here today. 
Um, but before we go, I know that you wrote your story in a collaboration book of a woman who boss up. So I'm going to show the title here and then tell us about it. it. Listen, this is an amazing, this book is so good, Dagmar, that our first five-star came from a man. Think about that. True story. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's myself and 15 other amazing women. Um, they're women who boss up. It, you get secrets from women who are owning their health, their wealth, their wellness to create a life and a business of their dreams. And some of these women, I mean, I'm telling you, talk about overcomers, things that they've overcome and have they, they've reframed it, turned it around to do good in the world. Um, it's, it's just an amazing, amazing book. Um, actually, we became number one international bestsellers back in January. And here's what a cool thing we did. At that time, it was obviously only on Kindle, on Amazon, right? Every penny that we earned to become number one, we gave to a charity, every penny. And even, even today, the book, the hardcover of the book is in pre-order, but you're never going to be able to buy it on Amazon because we want to do it personalized. So anybody who buys my book, I'm going to autograph it and actually mail it directly to them. Amazing. I love that idea. I love it. And the link for the book is on the description of this uh, interview. So you can find it there. You can buy your copy there. And uh, also... <laughs> I have to say it. Carol has a uh, Wednesday live chat that I, I mean, if you are into cocktails, you'll love to spend some time with her because she, she's amazing. She's so funny. You will laugh. Uh, and she, you know, talks about her experiences, her stories. I mean, she is definitely a wealth of knowledge. So she, every time I go into your lives, it's like, I am listening to something new. It's never boring. So I always tell people, you can, you know, go and stop by Carol's page, just do it. So um, just make sure that you follow Carol. Where that, they can find you that, in. That one's on my, per, per, Craft Cocktails with Carol is on my personal page. Just so y'all know, not on my Facebook business page, on my personal page. Exactly. 5.30 p.m. <laughs> Eastern daylight time every Wednesday, and you don't have to like cocktails. One of the best compliments I got, I'll, I'll shout her name out. Amy Charlin said one day, I don't even drink alcohol, and this is the most fun I've had. That was a big compliment. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Because I, I go in there, and even I'm not making anything on my own, I am just having fun. I just love to hear you. <laughs> so please make sure that you follow her on Facebook, on her personal page for the Wednesday. How do you call it? Wednesday? Craft Cocktails with Carol. Craft Cocktails with Carol. And on your business pages, Carol Boston? It's, you can use the at symbol, at the, T-H-E, at the Carol Boston will get you to my business Facebook page. It'll get you to my Instagram page and it'll get you to my LinkedIn page, at Perfect. the Carol Boston. Amazing. So don't forget to follow her, to connect with her. She's an amazing woman. She's the queen of the reframe. So if you're looking for to reframe your life, your business, this is your, the woman to do so. So don't forget to follow her. Thank you for being here today. One more thing. Okay. Well, you and I talked a bit before. I was going to do something special for your audience. Yes. So the first three people that buy the book, I'm going to give you 60 minutes with me 
And instead of the normal investment, it's only going to be $97, $97. And you will get clear on what's holding you back and you will have strategic steps to put into place to get you to where you want to go. And I know I shared a couple of examples with you earlier, but for example, there are people that have gone through this call with me in the last two months that have grown their business 33% in two weeks. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you you just heard if, if you go buy, if you're one of those three first to buy the book today, yes, you get you get that call with Carol for $97. It's only $97. It's a thousand dollar value from a thousand dollar value. That's amazing. You're not going to get that anywhere else. <laughs> so make sure you go and click and buy the book. Uh, thank you again, Carol, for being here. Thank you. I'll see you around. I definitely will bring you one more time. Well, anytime you want to come back here, this is your house. <laughs> Thank so you. there's a space in the in the penthouse. Come on. Like yeah. you can see there's space here. Right. So welcome anytime. And uh, you guys are amazing. Thank you for being so uh, supportive of the Be Fearless podcast. This is our 30 episode with Carol. Okay. So awesome. you're a milestone. We episode 30, which is amazing. So thank you so much for your support. Don't forget to subscribe to the page. We're on, on YouTube, on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at the success strategies. And don't forget to, uh, um, oh my God, to follow the podcast on Spotify as well. Thank you so much for being here until the next time. Don't forget to unlock your potential and be fearless. Bye, Carol. Thank you.